This is Thursday, December 15th. Have you ever failed to follow through on a promise? I know I have, and likely most all of us have. Maybe it happened because you overpromised, or because circumstances arose that made fulfilling your promise difficult or impossible. I often think of this when I stand with couples making their marriage vows. Often we make promises that we cannot fill on our own. That is why we invoke God in our most sacred promises. Here's our scripture text for today. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18-22 to 22. As surely as God is faithful, our word to you has been yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whom we proclaimed among you, Silvanus and Timothy and I, was not yes and no, but in him it is always yes. For all the promises of God find their yes in him. That, it is, that is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us and who has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Now Paul the Apostle wrote these words to the church in Corinth because they believed that Paul failed to honor a promise he had made to visit them. They slander him and they say that he's undependable. It is true that he hoped to visit them once again, and here was one of those moments when he had no choice in the matter. This means that we must exercise great care in the promises we make and what we say to others. Our words matter, and people count on the promises that we make. But Paul did not give them a definite promise. He wanted to visit them, but he knew that making such a visit would involve things beyond his control. But here is why he devotes this part of his letter to discussing this. The Corinthians went on to say, If we cannot trust the word of Paul, how can we trust the word of God that Paul shared with us? How do we know that it is true? Now for Paul, they might question the veracity of his words, but for them to question the gospel, the word of God, well, that's a far more serious charge. I think it's wise to take a pause here and to think about this. Often our lives do reflect the truth of the gospel we say we believe. We do not want that to be the case, but often it's true. People may look at my life and wonder if the Christian faith is valid. This is what happened to Paul. But notice Paul is less interested in defending himself, though he does do that later, than he is interested in showing them the truth of the gospel. The good news, well, that is the gospel, that does not rest on how well I live it out, how faithful I am. Well, that's good news, isn't it? It rests, as Paul says here, with Jesus. Paul says that Jesus is God's yes to all the promises he has made. That is, Jesus proves in his life and death all that God has said to be true. Now, we might doubt whether God is good, whether God is faithful, whether God will do what he has said. But because of Jesus, 
we can have no doubt. Jesus is the guarantee of the promises of God, the love of God, the goodness of God, and of God's plan of redemption. As we saw, it is true that people will judge the message based on the messenger, that if the messenger cannot be trusted, well, the message will not be trusted either. And this is the challenge that Paul is trying to overcome in the eyes of the Corinthians. This means that each of us must guard our lives, and we must show extreme care with our words. This means that each of us must make, not make promises we cannot fulfill. That also means that we must count the cost before making promises to make sure we're able to pay the cost. Now, Paul says two things that we can rest in. First, he says that Jesus is the proof of the promises of God. It's not we and how faithful we are. He says Jesus is God's yes. And this is why we utter the word, Amen. That means, let it be so, or I agree. In saying Amen, we express our confidence in what God has done through Jesus. It is our agreement with and sharing in Christ. But notice that God has also given us his Holy Spirit. It is true that in Christ we receive the Spirit of God to attest to the truth of the gospel, to affirm and reinforce the promises of God fulfilled in Christ. What this means is that the truth of God does not rest with us, but with Jesus, and then is confirmed by the presence and work of the Spirit of God in our lives. Now imagine that as Paul wrote his letter, he wished he'd never told them he planned to return to visit them once again. But now he has the opportunity to say that the message doesn't rise and fall with him, but with Jesus alone. If you have come to faith in Christ, the Spirit of God will confirm the truth of the gospel in you. Now there's so much to learn from this passage, but we need to keep returning to this. All God's promises are yes in Jesus. Jesus has come and revealed the truth of God's word and has fulfilled the promises of God. Let's pray. Lord God, help us to rest in Jesus, seeing in him the confirmation of your promises to us. Thank you for giving us your spirit as a down payment, a guarantee of what is to come. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.